I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets. And the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do. And that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. It'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, cool thing, I know there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Well, 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 this is Stephen Mielhausen, formerly of Sporting News and Zone. Hope everyone is well on this fantastic Monday. And we have a podcast that in a hot minute, and you hear my beautiful children in the background. Um, but no, it's been a hot minute. That's on me. So I greatly apologize for that. But don't. I want to thank everyone for who's been supporting us, supporting the podcast, downloading it via iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. It really means a lot. We're going to come out with some little special goodies this week, and we're starting with this one, and I thought this was a really cool way to start. And last night I recorded a Backlash recap, um, which had what WWE tried to say was the greatest, could be the greatest wrestling match ever between Edge and Randy Orton. So I break that down, rate the entire show, Discuss the changes going on right now in WWE as Paul Heyman is out as Raw Executive Director and Bruce Pritchard is now not only the SmackDown but also the Raw Executive Director and thus combining the titles is the head of WWE Creative. I discuss why that is a bad thing, the latest on that, what I know about Edge's torn triceps, and a whole lot more. Don't forget, download the podcast, whether it's via Apple not via Apple, via iTunes. You also download it here on Anchor, also on Spotify and Google Play and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Don't forget, like the Facebook page. Just search, go to Facebook. We all have Facebook. Who doesn't have Facebook in this day of age? Just type in the Walkway to Fight Club. Also like the page, follow us as well. Also go to Twitter, just at Walkway Fight. And also find us on Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club all lowercase letters and also go to the youtube channel subscribe now a lot of cool stuff's gonna be going up on youtube this starting this week actually starting in later on today i'm gonna put up some put up a cool little thing where we start doing a bunch of archive stuff and combined with some interviews i'm gonna be lining up here so we're gonna start having a ton of fun 
we, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And don't forget, rate and review. Keep keep rating. Give us five stars. Give me one star. Give it two. Give it three. Give it four. Hopefully, you do give me and give this podcast five star ratings and also review the podcast as well. Let us know what we can do better. If we're doing great, if you're kind of on the fence. So we're doing a lot of cool, I'm doing a lot of cool things with this podcast. It's going to be coming up really soon. I do promise. I know I've said it before, but now we're going to be doing it as life does get in the way, especially with everything going on with COVID-19. But right now, here is my recap of WWE Backlash. Well, 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 we are, I am live. It is Sunday night. I am six minutes late. I greatly apologize for being late. I know Daryl Rivera tonight before we get right off to the bat. Daryl's going through a little bit of, there's a personal issue going on. So hopefully Daryl, everything is okay on his end. Um, hope all is well, my friend. And hopefully I see you very, very soon. Um, hopefully I see Daryl tomorrow. Um, but I am Stephen Mielhausen, formerly of Sporting News and The Zone. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, I'm getting that itch to um, get back to work. Um, but I am having a ton of fun doing this, and we're going to continue to have a lot of fun doing this. And there's a lot to talk about. Um, I am late because I wanted to watch the last ride featuring The Undertaker, because we're going to be talking about that tomorrow night. Me and Daryl Rivera, and man, that was a deep episode. You had like that tidal wave of like what happened, the horrific match at Crown Jewel with him and Kane against Hunter Triple H and uh, <laughs> Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Then the whole incident with Starcast, and then that whole debacle, and then more of a debacle in Saudi Arabia against uh, Bill Goldberg with the crescendo of uh, Extreme Rules where he had the match with Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon, which really, really was a pretty good match. Um, and then him leaving with AJ and a lot of people kind of starting to put one-on-one together there. And so there is that. Um but no, a very, very intriguing episode. I thought it was a really good one. And but no, I want to get into that. We'll talk more about that and a whole lot more. You can find us, you can find me on Twitter right there. S Mulehausen JR. It's easy to spell because I'm solo, so it's you can also follow the page if you're watching on Facebook. You can watch on Facebook.com forward slash the walkway to fight club, or if you're watching, you can just like the page, like the post everything in between. So make sure you guys definitely do that. Also, you can find us on Twitter at Walkway Fight. You can also find the podcast on Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club. And if you're watching on YouTube, yes, yo, yes, 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 YouTube fans, you can also see and subscribe the Walkway to Fight Club. Get an interview up with the current AEW World Heavyweight Champion. An interview I did a couple days before he won the championship against Chris Jericho, I'm going to kind of release like some greatest hits. I'm going to continue to do that while this is all going on. Everyone's really weird these days about doing interviews. So a couple fell through. I'm hoping to get some more lined up coming up this week. So we got that. We got a whole lot more. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to talk backlash. 
a lot going on in WWE. Behind the scenes, a lot of weird stuff going on. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. And then also we're going to talk about UFC really quick last night. Uh Jessica I, Cynthia Carvalho. We're gonna talk about that very briefly because I got a little bit of a bone to pick with Jessica I, who thinks she can just pick her kid have her pick at a litter and think she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I like Jessica and I've talked to Jessica on numerous occasions. Jessica's a great girl, but a lot of things she did wrong going into that. But we're but it also little thing that I write, leave comments. Leave comments, leave questions. I promise every single thing will oh God, I hate <laughs> I'm not a fan of Dell. Dell is not very. You know, it's one of these things that where I like my Dell, but I've really lately been on this thing of like maybe wanting to go to Apple. I have an iPad. I have an iPhone. Maybe it's time to go Apple. It's time to go Mac. Remember when I was at Columbia, I always had this thing of like, God, I hate Mac. It's so slow and I'm not used to it. I hate it. But now it's like I have an iPad and I have my iPhone, the the 10X, boom, boom. But then I use like my wife's Samsung, like her Samsung tablet and her, she's got the new Samsung, whatever the new Samsung Galaxy is. And, And I'm like, man, I hate this. This sucks. (laughs) So it's like. I'm like, eh, no thanks. So, but that is what's going on there. You know, it's just one of those things that where iPhone, I'm used to it now. It's like, to me, it's faster. I look at Android. It's like, eh, you suck. <laughs> so, but no, we're not here to talk. We're not here to talk iPhones. We're not here to talk about any of that stuff. We're here to talk WWE backlash and, I got to give WWE a little bit of credit here. I sandbag WWE quite often. And I sandbag them because it's rightfully deserved 9.9 times out of 10. WWE stepped the frick up tonight. I got to give WWE a little bit of credit. I will give them credit where credit is due. They actually deserve a little bit of credit. Backlash was, in all honesty, a pretty good show. I'm not going to lie. It was a great show. I can't sit here and say it wasn't because it was. Top to bottom. There are a couple little things here I wouldn't have done. Like I could have done without the Street Profits and... And, um, oh God, <laughs> the Viking Rays, I could have gone on with that hogwash. I didn't really need that at all. was trying to understand that one. There was some cinematography at its worst. Get to the match. I don't care about golf. I don't care about bowling. I don't care about ninjas. I care about getting into the ring. And I care about the action. I don't care about any of that other stuff. I really don't. 
I want to see the action in the ring. That was a complete mess. Asuka going to a count with Nia Jax. What in the blue moon are we getting here? What is this big fascination these days with Nia Jax? I don't know. Yes, she's The Rock's cousin. Okay. I was really hoping this program would be done and we would move on. We would go get to Asuka and Charlotte Flair and let's get that program going. Then we can do that for a couple months and then we can get to Baszler and then we can get to Becky returning and Becky getting her revenge at WrestleMania. That's kind of where I thought this was all going to go. But instead, that was a Bruce Pritchard finish. That's a Bruce Pritchard special. The old countout. For what reason? And we'll get into Bruce Pritchard in a little while. But I just I don't understand. Someone needs to explain why we're going the route of Nia Jax. Asuka winning that count out. That's your champion. That's her first title, major title defense. What is WWE doing with Asuka? I, I, I you know, I just, I don't understand. I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, I'm trying really hard. Really, really hard to like the match. I want to give Nia Jax, like, because it was a big match for Nia Jax. She was getting routinely criticized, rightfully deserved, once again injuring somebody in Kyrie Sane. You know, she's had a little bit of, um, I, you know, I've seen people say she should be fired. She maybe she'll go down to NXT. Maybe she just be at the PC. PC's not open right now, people. So right now, we're stuck. You're stuck with her. For better or for worse, you're stuck with Nia Jax. Like it or not, that's the way this is going to go, and it's the way it's going to be for a very long time, right or wrong. And we see, see a lot of people popping up in and out here. Leave questions, leave comments, anything you want to vent about on Backlash. Not a bad show. There's some good things or some bad. We're going to get into the so-called greatest wrestling match of all time. We're going to get into that in a moment, but I want to just kind of get rid of all the nonsense first, and then we'll talk about Edge and Orton. And what's going on with Edge and everything else going on associated with that. But that was the one thing on this show that really just bugged the freaking bejesus out of me. More than anything else. I could have dealt with Apollo Crews and Andrade being on the pre-show. What was that? Why? I could have had the Street Profits Viking Raiders now since on the pre-show. Didn't lead anything. You could have had that there. I don't understand. I don't want to see that. Come on. Because Apollo Crews, Andrade, that match was great. I could see it as, okay, they're going to have a great match. Good, That's a good hook. Because that match was good. A lot of pressure Apollo Crews and Andrade were on just because of what happened over the weekend on, on Thursday, on, on sometime middle of the afternoon on Thursday with WWE Creative. It was a big match. Two Paul Heyman guys. So very, it was very, it was very intriguing to see that. 
So Apollo Crews and Andrade had their working boots on. Right guy went over. I like the fact they're building Apollo. He's got the talent. When he came in as Uha Nation, you're thinking, oh, man, this guy's going to be great. He was great on the indies. He's really going to go somewhere here, and it's kind of fizzled out here. But it's good to see him bounce back. He's got the U.S. title. Looking really good because you can see the confidence in him. So I thought it was a really good way to kick off the pre-show. Really was. Give WWE a ton of credit for that one. And then they went right back in and they had the triple threat match. They kicked it off. Women's title. Really, really good. Triple threat. Iconics. Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross against the champions. Sasha Banks and Bayley. And man, I love this tag team. I love it. It, it, they just got like this cachet and then they're all good together. It's like, yeah, you know, they're best friends and they're having fun. And then they're being heels at the same time. That's what you're looking for. You, you know, the destination, the destination is sharp is Becky, not Becky. And I'm God, I'm thinking Becky Charlotte is Sasha and Bailey. And when I talked to Bailey after WrestleMania, it was, and she knew it. She want to come out and blatantly say, oh, yeah, you know what's going to happen. Well, of course, I'm not. You never know. Maybe I can catch her in the Freudian slip. You never know. But she didn't. But she called it inevitable. It is inevitable. The fans want to see it. I want to see it. I think the match is going to be great. They've never gone one-on-one on the main roster. Never a sustained program. But enjoy the ride. Grab the popcorn. It's pure comedy. Bailey's great as a heel. She's added extra years onto the character. The character she was on as a babyface wasn't going to last too much longer. And then the Sasha is just a bad man with jamma heel. Bad man with jamma heel. Good match. Iconics. Where, where's this been? Where have you been all my life, Iconics? Wow. Impressed. I always like Nikki Cross. I think she's solid. I wish I'd seen more out of Alexa in ring. She's got the look. She's, got, she's athletic. She can talk. She carries herself well. Needs to be a little bit better in the ring. She hit the Twisted Bliss. And I thought <laughs> Billy Gay in a fantastic finish. <laughs> Sasha came, came out of nowhere for the roll-up, the one, two, three. To retain the tag titles. And then uh, it's just these two work great together. And George Norwood, my man from Nebraska, what is up, my man? No, George is right here. Let's see. I'm here for heel Bailey. My favorite thing happening right in wrestling right now, slow build, Sasha, 150%, my friend. And that's the thing about this is the fact that you don't see this in wrestling anymore. You don't see slow builds. You really don't. I wish we would. I wish we would sometimes. And people tell me, oh, you're, you're crazy. You're nuts. What are you thinking? I'm all about, let's go back, back to those days. I would love to go back to more of the slow build. So I loved it when Brock Lesnar was the WWE champion or the universal champion. Because every time he defended the title, it was special. And this is what it should be. It should be special. It's all this needs to be. Wrestling is common sense, people. It's all it is. It's common sense. That's all that is. Then Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. I didn't know what to think going in. A lot of people, including myself, were pretty ticked off at that horrible angle on Monday, on uh, Friday, on SmackDown. 
But you know what? They pulled off a fine match. A fine, good one. I was a little surprised. But really good back and forth action. I was very impressed with both guys. Really good chemistry. Sheamus is a great heel. And Jeff Hardy is Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's great. I like what they're doing because the program's going to continue. Sheamus won, but you know this is going to continue. So, well done, match. I thought it went a tad long. I would like to see in about maybe two, three minutes cut off, but a really good match. Good win for Sheamus. As a continue building him as a heel, because you can see what they're going to, they're trying to build up Jeff Hardy. And I think that's extremely well done. And go to work from both guys. Um, then, then this is kind of word to me. I wasn't a fan of a couple little things here. Yeah, that went 16.48. I would have gone I'd have gone a little bit longer. I would have cut that to maybe like 13, maybe 12. Then we we talked about earlier the Asuka Nia Jax match. Ugh. Match was fine. I just wasn't the world's biggest fan of the finish. Finish was I didn't do a double count out. Made my head hurt. And I, and I see this every time we do a po- I do a podcast. It's like, I don't want my head hurting. Wrestling's supposed to be fun. I just had fun the first three matches. Then I got to come around, and now I got to think again. And I got my four, soon-to-be four-year-old asking me, that was bad, Dada. If my soon-to-be four-year-old can figure this out, how can't creative... How can't that 74-year-old man in the back known as Vince McMahon? Come on, people. Ridiculous. I don't even want... The match was ter- The match was okay. The match was fine. Just that finish was awful. The match was... It is what it was. I, I don't want to see Nia Jax in any programs. It was pretty bad. And then to a... He, Next was the Universal title match. Braun Strowman beating The Miz and John Morrison. That's seven, about seven and a half minutes of my life I'd like to have back. I don't want to see it. was awful. If someone wants to disagree with me, yeah, tons of people bouncing in here. Like the Facebook page, the Walkway to Fight Club. Like the page, right, 989. I need, we need to get to 1,000 here by the end of June. Like the Facebook page. Leave Like the post. Also, like us, like the page. If you're watching on YouTube and you're bouncing in and out, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Or if you're not, go to the Walkway to Fight Club, hit the subscribe button. And then if you follow us on Twitter, follow the podcast on Twitter at Walkway Fight. And then also follow the podcast on Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. Leave comments, leave questions. I don't care, good, bad, or indifferent, as long as you don't swear. I am very picky now that I have children. I don't try to swear very much. So let's, if you're going to swear, keep it to a minimum, please. Um, but yes, back to this universal title match. You know when it's going on fourth? It's not going to be very good. I will give John Morrison a lot of credit. John Morrison tried as hard as he could because the Miz is pretty awful. The Miz has pillows for hands. Let's just be honest. I'm going to call it like I see it. I'm going to call it like I see it, people. <laughs> He's 
those for hands. And Strowman is no better. Um, it was what it was. I can't. Morrison tried. He tried hard. They were doing a bunch of double team moves. Here's a pretty cool dumb, um, skull crushing finale, double foot stomp combo for two. But Miz yanked them off. I was like, oh, Morrison's going to be the champion. And then he said, see a little bit of dissension between them. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then Miz, Strumming gave Miz a choke slam, gave Morrison a power slam. And why is John Morrison taking the pin? What is his fascination by WWE with the Miz? John Morrison's the star here. I'm sorry. I know oh, it's the Miz. Yeah, I'm awesome. Uh, Morrison show. I, I can't. I get the jive. I'm not a fan of the junk. Sorry, Miz. You're not awesome. <laughs> I just, I can't get into, this team needs to go. John Morrison can be a mega star. But he is with the freaking Miz. I hate it. It's a waste of John Morrison's time. Why? Wasting bronze time, Mr. Norwood says. Who is there for Braun the feud with? And this is where Bruce Pritchard ultimately fails here. You could say Paul Heyman has his faults. But at least Paul Heyman had a world title program set up for Drew McIntyre. How can Bruce Pritchard not have a world title program set up for Braun Strowman? I, the best they can come up with is Miz and Morrison. I rather would have seen John Morrison. Why not run it? I know I didn't run it back with Bray because Bray and JoJo were having a baby. I Maybe this was a placeholder program. Maybe we see Braun and Bray at Extreme Rules, which will take place on July the 19th, by the way. That was announced this evening. Site to be determined. I mean, it looks like it's going to be the PC again, and I've been hearing they're really trying to get SummerSlam in Boston. They're really trying to work with Boston here that maybe they can have a limited capacity crowd, but that is right now a prayer and a pipe dream, but that is what they're still trying to do. Um, who do you go with if you're WWE? If it's not Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. Roman Reigns is out indefinitely. Roman Reigns isn't coming back anytime soon. You go with Daniel Bryan? Maybe. Um, who, you're right now your top heels on SmackDown. The Fiend? Um, um, man, I, my God, man, this is like Shinsuke Nakamura. I wouldn't mind. You know, I think Nakamura is pretty cold. Um, you just have no quality heel. You got Corbin, but it seems like Baron Corbin's going to be programmed with Matt Riddle, who I'm told they're going to be giving a big mega push to. I think Matt Riddle can be the guy, but we are talking about a 74 year old man who has basically lost his mind. Um, trying to think, really, nobody. That's Bruce Pritchard's fault. You're the how to create it. You're the executive director of SmackDown. Well, now the lead creative guy. We'll get into that in a little bit. How pathetic that is. 
Um, but that's his job. He brought out Matt Riddle. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't think Matt Riddle should be facing Braun Strowman, but that, but Matt, Matt, Matt Riddle is very good though. But we will see. Baron Corbin's really, I think you give the title back to Bray. Let Bray do some work. Make it matter. Whether it's Roman, whether it's Riddle, Daniel Bryan. You already went to Daniel Bryan. Or also, do you, I don't think you sacrifice Matt Riddle. So it will be interesting to see what they do with the Universal Champion, who is not looking very good these days as the champion. Um, AJ Styles cut a promo. SmackDown Championship Celebration. Fantastic match with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown to become the Intercontinental Champion. And then the fun did come back, though. Drew McIntyre beat Bobby Lashley in a little over 13 minutes to retain the WWE Championship. This was a damn good match. This match was chucking and jiving. It was rocking and rolling until Lana came out. So we've seen everything. Every good power move. We've seen some superplexes. Seen some submissions from Drew McIntyre. Some submissions from Bobby Lashley. This was really a nice little good back and forth. We've seen some spears. Some Alabama slammers. Kamoras. And it seems like Lashley's on his way. And here comes Lana. Lashley is wondering, what are you doing? MVP's looking at her like, what in the blue moon are you doing here? And then we've seen some kicks. They're arguing. Um... I'm kind of lost in my notes here. I'm like looking at them on my computer. Um, McIntyre pushed Lashley into Lana. Fell in the MVP off the ropes, off the apron. Down goes both. McIntyre with the Claymore for the one, two, three to retain the title. MVP looks at Lana. Then Lashley gives her the stare and walks by. I don't remember Drew McIntyre retaining the WWE Championship. I am more worried about what they're doing to Lana. This is where I get extremely irritated. You're building. It seems like I don't know if this happened because of what happened late in the week. I was not a fan of this finish. The match was good. They were getting into a good rhythm. They could have gone. This could have gone five more minutes. I would have been fine with it. It's hard hitting. You've seen some technical wrestling, and you cut him off at the legs for a horrid finish. I get because of where they're going. Okay, maybe this is a continuation of the story. But you're building Drew McIntyre right now to be your most to be the lead lead the brand. But what I don't remember is a great match with Drew McIntyre winning a tough, tough battle, tough, greedy battle to retain the WWE Championship. I remember Lana strutting down, costing her husband the match. And Drew McIntyre retains the WWE title and Lashley walking away in disgust. That is the problem with WWE. You want to know? There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Good match. Horrid finish. I already talked about the horrendous Street Profits and Viking Raiders segment. 
Am I even going to? I don't even want We already talked about it. That was good enough for me. And then, and what was deemed going in the greatest wrestling match ever? Randy Orton and Edge. Was this the greatest wrestling match ever? I don't know. No, it was not. <laughs> it was. Let's. Let's go there. No, it was not. Not even close. Was it good? Absolutely. They kept me, I got the time here in my notes, 44 minutes and 47 seconds. That's pretty good. If you can keep, if you can keep the crowd enthused for that long, you're doing something right. It was a te- it's a testament to both guys. Um, I like some of the things they did. I like how they brought down the old Madison Square Garden microphone like they did at the old MSG shows. They would do monthly Howard Finkel. I thought that was cool. The little voiceover intro. I thought that was neat. What I did not like is the piping in of the the camera. Before I get into piping in, camera shots were cool. Some of them, and I thought they were pretty solid. Like that one from like right underneath the rope where Orton does did the draping DDT and you see Edge's face. I thought that was pretty cool. Some of those camera maneuvers were pretty slick. The piping in of the crowd. No, not even close. Why? If I don't hear it throughout the entire show, why are you doing it now? Why? This is like the thing I can't like, like I pound my head and I keep going like that. And I don't, and it's one of those things like we're talking about again. Like I was texting, a couple people were texting me like, what are they doing? I was talking to some people there. I'm like, they had. See, today is the fourth. They did this match last Sunday. Last Sunday. I thought the for the length, though, to me, the length was fine because it was entertaining. I was told, hey, this match is going to be great. Probably the best match this year in WWE. It was definitely better than when I saw it at WrestleMania. But was it as good as Daniel Bryan against AJ Styles on Friday? That is the question. And I I don't know. I'm going to rewatch Bryan and Styles and, and see. Because this match was really good. They did everything. They pulled out all the tricks. Not really all the tricks. They, you know, they, went, they played the greatest hits. You've seen all the big moves they do. Some really cool looking RKOs from Orton and Edge kicked out of. Edge played some of the Edge of Matic, Execution. You know, he did the, his submission, his new submission move. Um, I just, I think this match hurt by no crowd or a real crowd. It wasn't just a fan of. That piping in nonsense. If you're not doing it earlier in the show, if you're not doing it for every match leading... Now, if you weren't doing it for every match... Okay. I can... I still want to be a fan of it, but I would get it. 
but you can't pick and choose that. You can't. Sorry, WWE. That would have worked 10 years ago. It would have worked 15. It would have worked 20. It would have worked 25. It definitely would have worked 25. It definitely would have worked 30. The fans are smarter today. And it's like they still take the fans that they are complete idiots. They are not. Fans are smarter. The journalists are smarter. The world is smarter. More importantly. That just shows still this Napoleon complex. This company does not understand. It's like, get it together. There is no reason to still be having this complex and still to be having this problem. Um, yeah, it just made like zero sense. Very baffling, very baffling finish. Um, why did I mean, why they did the car? I thought the finish was pretty creative, kind of like where they edge trying for some, you know, like they're kicking out of moves. You're seeing super flexes, you're seeing cool spots over the top, you're seeing really playing off Edge's neck injury and, you know, RKO kickouts, spear kickouts. They're going all out. You can tell this match meant a lot to both guys. It really, really did. And it's a testament to both guys. Um, and an Edge tried. I should just look at my fans. You seen the Umprettier? His buddy Christian's movie. You seen a sharpshooter attempt? Um, the anti venom is what it's called. Um, try for that Orton need with a low blow. Dazed Edge and Randy Orton wins with the punt. The legend killer kick. Oh my God! It was. Man, if my little boys were in sleep, I was like, ah, 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 that was some great stuff. Great job there by Randy. That was some freaking world-class shiznit there by Randy Orton. Oh, my God, that was good. This was great, though. Really fantastic match. But it was not the greatest wrestling match ever, let alone I don't even think it was the greatest wrestling match of the week. But that's also a testament to Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles and how great they are. But the expectations, the gimmick, I give WWE credit. They've never gone this with this type of just saying this could be the greatest. This is going to be the greatest wrestling match of all time. And they get Bright and Sean from WrestleMania 12. It really pumped up that match very well. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, you know, the second Shawn Michaels Undertaker match, WrestleMania 26. But God, this was good. You know, they kept building it and building, ah, oh, the greatest wrestling match ever. And you see interviews with Edge and Orton throughout the week. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. And it's big expectations because it worked. You know, Vince McMahon really put the pressure cooker on these guys and said, hey, here you go. Go do it. I will give these guys. This was great. This was really, really good. 
It just not was as good in my mind. And then I'm sitting there thinking about it. It, it wasn't as good as uh, Daniel Bryan and EJ Styles, but it was pretty dang close. Pretty darn close. And that's a testament to both guys. That's the best Randy Orton I've seen in, I don't even know. I think since Randy Orton was like facing Christian, when they were battling for the World Heavyweight Championship, I think this is the last time I've seen Randy Orton that motivated. And then the program, the short program he had with AJ, I actually thought was well done. I take that back. Um, but no, it was damn good. Really, 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 really good. Not the greatest of all. Not the greatest wrestling match ever. But you know what? That match really exceeded my expectations. I didn't have great expectations going just because could Edge go that long? Straight wrestling. Nine and a half years out of the game. It's a long time. Almost nine and a half years. But when motivated, and this is what nags me about Orton. Orton is that good. Too more, way too often, Randy, Orton, Randy Orton's on autopilot. I'd like to see Randy take more control. Let Randy be Randy. Is a Randy Orton off of autopilot? By God, he's great. Maybe this will motivate Randy Orton a little bit here. He's still in fantastic shape. He's great in the ring. He's fantastic. So hopefully we see a little bit more of that with Randy Orton. Um, and Edge, testament to Edge. 46, out that long, he showed up. Mad props. Now, it did come out, and I want to get these comments here before we get to an Edge update. Um George Norwood, Brian, and Styles was better, but Randy and Edge put on a good one. No, I absolutely agree. We'll, we'll, we'll put that up. No, absolutely. You know, it's it's all apples to oranges. It's how you view a wrestling match. One may say, ah, oh, that was the that was better than Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. But you may get some that say, not close. Not at all. It was good, but it was a, a a rung or two below. So I can get to I can get to that sentiment. And one more. Oh yeah, the piping in noise was awful. Also didn't mind the above in the above ring camera. See, I love when they use that camera. They don't bust that camera out too often. They really don't. I like when they do that. That above cam- the ring camera. Mighty, 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 mighty solid. I will say. I will not lie. That that one is pretty solid. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to look for an update on Edge. I'm checking. Because it was reported today, and I had it confirmed that he had Fightful. Fightful.com's Sean Ross Sapp reported it first that Edge had torn his tricep. When... Um, during the match. I don't know when it happened. I'm gonna... I mean, I just don't know where where that. Oh, I saw Rock Bottom. I forgot all about that. I forgot about the Uranagi. because I'm always seeing the Uranagi. Now let's see. 
Ah, uh, Charles Robinson wore the old referee shirt. Oh my God, that was spectacular. I love little Nietzsche. But I just can't. Yeah, I just, I don't know where. I'm trying to see if someone will have. Does anyone know? Where did he tear his tricep? I just don't know. I just don't know where. Yeah, I don't. Does anyone know where this spot came up? Because I don't know. I was like looking for it. Edge wasn't holding it at all. I was like looking at his arms when he's down on the mat. I didn't see anything. I've asked. I haven't gotten a response yet. I don't think I'm going to get one. Because I think they really want to keep this hush, hush. And... Yeah, but no one's like... Oh, man, I just can't like... Yeah, they don't... Yeah, no update on Edge. All I know is at this point, he has a torn triceps. Maybe it takes place. Maybe they taped. I don't know if they taped or raw. I don't know what they've done in terms of that. Maybe it happens there. I don't know. But a damn good way to close out the show. Capped off a pretty good show, except for a horrendous Asuka Nia Jax match and another horrendous. People like that Street Profits Viking Raiders segment. I'm sorry, too many ninjas. I wasn't a fan of the motorcycle gang and ending up in a pile of garbage. And yeah, I could do without that cinematic nonsense. We need to be stopping that crap and we need to stop it now. All right, let's get off of backlash. Let's get into this. My bad. Paul Heyman out. Bruce Pritchard, now the head of WWE Creative. I wanted to get to this on Friday, but circumstances beyond my control were not allowing that to happen. And but on Thursday, God, it was a I was eating dinner. I didn't have my phone by me. Because we're doing this thing now, and my son turned one on. Was it Thursday? Yeah, actually no. It was my son's birthday. My Nate is one, so we're celebrating his first birthday. I don't have my phone by me. My phone's off in the living room charging. I didn't need it. It was a day of I really didn't want my phone by me. My son's first birthday is much more important than my telephone. Um, I didn't look at it for probably about four hours. And I got like 25 text messages. I'm like, why do I got 25? I'm thinking like someone's dead. Someone passed away. It's all these numbers I don't know. And I'm like, wait, what? They didn't look familiar. And then it's all about Heyman and Pritchard. I'm looking at my email and I get an email from WWE. That Heyman is out. It's going to only be out as a raw executive producer. He's only going to be an on-screen performer with Brock Lesnar. And Bruce Pritchard is now the head of creative. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. So, kind of just, 
I sent it to Daryl and I just went off with my day. And I'm like thinking about it when the night is over. I'm like sitting in bed and I'm like, wait, what? I kind of just still like didn't get it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. It's my son's day. I'll worry about this tomorrow. So I started just sending messages out and being like, kind of not even looking at Twitter because Twitter is a very evil thing in my mind anyway, these days. So I'm just sitting there scrolling, like thinking about it, sending texts, scrolling through, seeing if I'm like, the messages I'm getting from people in wrestling and in MMA, MMA, pro wrestling, you know, it all goes hand in hand, symmetrical. And, you know, this was a Vince move. Vince wasn't hand. And what I've learned is what a lot of people have learned, and it's already been recorded by everybody, is that, you know, Vince was unhappy with the ratings, down over 25%. Um, but remember, SmackDown is also down 25% since the beginning of the year. And that's with two hours. Paul Heyman's got three. If Paul Heyman, if Raw was only two hours, the rating for Raw wouldn't, it wouldn't be that drastic of a drop. So Heyman's going to, Vince didn't like Paul. Vince has never, I think, really liked Paul. I think he likes Paul's mind. Paul's passion, but I think overall as a human being, they couldn't be more different. Paul is hip. Paul is cool. Paul is into what's going on. Paul's into now. Vince McMahon is still stuck in what you gonna do, brother? 24-inch pythons. And I say this with all sincerity. Vince McMahon lucked into Steve Austin. He lucked in to The Rock. Those are Jim Ross creations. Jim Ross brought them in. Jim Ross brought in Mick Foley. Vince McMahon's greatest creation was and is and always will be The Undertaker. And there ain't nothing wrong with that at all. The Undertaker is unbelievably awesome. But why are you... And this is the thing. I talked to someone at USA. I've talked to people at NBC Universal. They are ticked off. They were not promised this. They were promised Heyman in charge, being the executive director, and they were going to let Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman told me, I need 18 months. That's how long it takes these days. To, you got to ingrain these guys and girls into people's conscience. And... Once the XFL, once the coronavirus happened, XFL folded, filing for bankruptcy. Vince McMahon had a lot more time on his hands and a lot more time to pay attention to Monday Night Raw. I liked Raw. Raw's better than SmackDown nine times out of ten. Because you're getting these young guys, the Garzas, the Andrades, the Theories, the Blacks. You're seeing Lashley get a shot. McIntyre. You know, Becky was doing well. You know, we had Charlotte. Street Profits were doing well. Viking Raiders. Everyone had a role. Everyone was doing something. And doing something good, bad, or indifferent. And now we're go- you're going to get this. And, you know, Apollo. Another guy that really, I thought really 
to me stood out. Selena Vega, Buddy Murphy, um, guys that haven't dropped the ball. I, I know Gar, Angel Garza has been great. Rey Mysterio has been great. I've been impressed with Austin Theory. You know, Andrade's got has stepped up. Apollo Cruz has stepped up. Street Profits turned into a really good act. Like what they've done with that in the you know, most weeks I can tolerate what they're doing hit the Viking Raiders. It's pure comedy, except for tonight, which was one that beat my head and ran my head into the wall. Through the wall. But right. this is a bad move. Especially when I know Bruce Pritchard. And I've talked to Bruce about this. Bruce is Bruce in this. And people don't know about Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard is, and I don't want to take nothing away from Bruce. Bruce has been around for a very long time. One of the great minds of the business. I, I'll say that. And that's not to take nothing away from Bruce. But, you know, it's 57. Time has passed him. He's, guys that age can adapt. Heyman's, at, Heyman's 54 and Heyman adapted. Guys can adapt. Adaptation is a part of life. But you have, in in the wrestling business, you have to adapt to pop culture. You have to adapt to your audience. You have to know what's in and what's not. And during Bruce, from people I have talked to in Impact and people I have talked to in MLW, those young guys did not like him at all. Bruce Pritchard wasn't locked in. Not at all. He wasn't dialed into the new age of wrestling. He's also a yes man. Vince McMahon's favorite yet, even though he's been fired twice. But Vince goes with the people that he can rely on and the people he can trust. I don't think he could trust Paul Heyman, which I, you can say what you will about Paul. But Paul Heyman's very passionate. Paul Heyman's got a great mind for the business. He's gonna strike, going to strike out. No one's perfect. It's pro wrestling. Everyone misses, but do you get more hits than misses? It's, it's like a baseball player. Baseball player is not going to bat a thousand, but if you bat two seventy five, you get on, you know, you get hits twenty seven and a half percent out of the time. That's pretty good. And that's what you need. In wrestling, you need a little more. But I thought Heyman was doing a really good job. I thought, you know, McIntyre was on a good run. I would have liked to see Mac. But, you know, it's also the coronavirus. I, I, I don't understand the expectations here. There's no fans. You know, and the these days, fans don't have time for nonsense. Well, or then... 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago does not work in 2020. It doesn't. It's proven not to. And that's up to Vince Mc... You know, there's too many yes and not enough no's. That's why I liked Paul Heyman. I was told Paul would push Vince, challenge Vince. Vince needs that. Stimulate his mind. I think anyone that needs it. A good leader will... Listen to others and allow other thoughts to enter his mind. I'm, I've been told today, today was a mess. Bruce Pritchard's like shielding Vince McMahon from people. I'm like, wait, what? 
Well, sold by one talent, like pure chaos. Utter chaos. It's not good right now in WWE. And I don't know if they'll consolidate the the writing the Raw and SmackDown teams and they all report to Bruce. I'm still waiting to hear on that. I am don't know exactly what how that's going to go down. Um you want to give Bruce a shot. I think Bruce is going to fall right on his face. Or that he will cater enough to Vince to where Vince will keep him on. It's a it's a lose-lose. This is a I put Bruce Pritchard's success. I'll give him 30%. I give him a 30% chance of success. Maybe he does not tinker too much with things. You got to give pushes to the right guys. and But their product is not they're pushing all the wrong. Beyond Drew McIntyre. No one wants to see Braun Strowman as the Universal Champion. The title should have never been taken off Bray Wyatt. Let's just be utterly honest here. Um, I think bringing, I think Matt Riddle's a big move. Your guys right now should be McIntyre, Rollins, Garza, Andrade, Apollo, AJ, Daniel Bryan, Matt Riddle. Baron Corbin, Street Profits, Viking Raiders, Charlotte, Rhonda, Becky, Bailey, Asuka. Um, Shayna. Shayna Baszler is a great heel. Um, but that's where I would go. If I... I'm WWE. I don't know if they're going to do this. That's what I would do. But that's me. I would go that route. Um, I, It's hard to trust Pritchard because he's a yes guy. He's not into, unless Bruce has changed from his times in MLW and Impact. I know a lot of talent on Raw is scared out of their mind. SmackDown's easier to watch because it's two hours. It's it's fair, a fair assessment. But I've enjoyed Raw more. I'm watching Raw more weeks than I'm watching SmackDown. Like, I watched SmackDown on Friday. It was good because I wanted to see Brian and, and I thought SmackDown was okay. You know? But we'll see. Um, let's get to these comments here really quickly. Um, George Norwood and Heyman and Heyman's raw. He made us care about Apollo, Murphy, Andrade, Garza gave Garza a bigger platform. Bobby made Bobby Lashley relevant. Paul was doing very well at giving superstars something to, something to do that meant something. You know, I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but you know who also did that. And I'm not the biggest fan of him, but Vince Russo. I can't believe those words. I just lumped Heyman and Russo together. Wow. Man, I think I need my head. But that was the one thing I think Vince Russo did really well. Was that 
he gave talent chances that not many people were thinking about. Look at WCW. Look what he did with Booker T. Even though you could say that whole situation happened with Hulk Hogan. But God dang it. Would Booker T have gotten to that point without Vince Russo? And I've talked to Booker T a couple times, and I've never asked Booker T that question. <laughs> and nugs at me. And I've heard Booker T talked about that recently on a backstage episode where it came up, and he said he admitted it. It's like Vince Russo was the guy. I wasn't getting a shot with Eric. I didn't get really a big shot in global. But and I didn't get that shot with Kevin Sullivan. But Vince Russo gave me the chance. Vince Russo gave me the platform. You look at like a Booker T. Jeff Jarrett. Um for a short time, Palumbo and O'Hare, Sean Palumbo, <laughs> Chuck Palumbo, and Sean O'Hare. Um, AJ Styles and TNA. Samoa Joe and TNA. Um, trying to think of who else. Trying, I'm trying to think of like 99, 2000, 2001 WCW, like off, just like off, like the top of my head. Um. Vital, you know, Bret Hart for a short time made Bret right gave me Bret Hart relevant again. It made gave Bret Hart a purpose in WCW. Um, Benoit saw <laughs> Chris Benoit. I know Chris Benoit these days is a taboo name to say, but he, you know, he really saw the potential in Benoit and was going to strap the rocket ship to him. Um. But no, that's kind of kind of how I view what Heyman was doing. It was giving guys an opportunity, just like Russo did, whether to sink or swim. You realize wrestling had to change. You can't. You can only go with. You can't only stand pat for so long, until the cup runs bare, and people get tired of what you're saying. People want to see something new. They want to see something fresh. Can Bruce Pritchard deliver that? I just don't have faith that he can. Um, Rob Serrano, backlash trash. Rob, I'd like, let's see. Okay. Well, Rob's got some, a couple comments here. So we'll, I'll give Rob a shot here. That tag team movie or whatever the hell it was supposed to be was absolute garbage. Now, Rob, we will not disagree there. Um, that was awful. If I'm giving that a, the Dave Meltzer star rating, I'm giving it negative five stars. Absolutely. That was horrific. I couldn't watch that again if my life depended on it. I would have to fast forward that. Even my forward, soon to be four-year-old. I was just sitting, I'm watching, and you know what I'm going to ask him? Because he, he's watching. I mean, he was he was interested. So I'm like, what do you think, buddy? I'm like, did you like it? He said it was awful. My soon to be four-year-old. He'll be four in the beginning of August. He watches enough wrestling with me. He watches AEW. He watches New Japan. Um, he watches WWE. And he told me it was awful. When I got my four-year-old, soon-to-be four-year-old, saying it's awful, it was hot garbage. But, Rob, we are in agreement on that one. And the women's title match was just dumb. 
Rob, I can't disagree with you there, my friend. It was bad. That was horrific. It was something I could have done with. We all could have done without. You could have just done Asuka winning, and we could have all gone along our merry ass ways. But we did not. We ended up with hot garbage. Um, and one of the worst matches I have seen in 2020. But I would not agree that Backlash was trash. There was a lot of good stuff on Backlash. Apollo Andrade was good. The opener was really good. I like Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. That was better than advertised. McIntyre and Lashley was pretty good. It was really good until they finished it. That's a Bruce Pritchard. That's a Bruce Pritchard special. Um, and then the main event over exceeded expectations. So over exceedingly expectations. They, this show overly exceeded. And that's a job well done. That's a testament to the talent. I'm not going to give the writing team about, I'm going to give them zero credit. <laughs> to me that this was an all talent show and job well done by the talent. But now it all falls on Bruce Pritchard. And yes, Vince McMahon has the final say, but Bruce Pritchard's coming up with this stuff. I don't have a lot of faith in Bruce Pritchard. Maybe we will all be proven wrong and Bruce Pritchard can bring back a renaissance in pro wrestling. Maybe. I want to get to UFC. Before we go, I want to get into UFC really, really quickly. Cynthia Carvalho last night. Awesome. She looked fantastic. Unanimous decision win over Jessica I in the main event of the UFC show out in Las Vegas. Um, Great performance. Jessica I coming in a quarter pound overweight looked horrific. Why do you allow Jessica I to even fight? I don't understand. She said, I can't stand. I can't cut any more weight. What are we doing? Why are we still having this weight cutting issue? Why? There's no reason that we should still be having. reason why are we still seeing no reason we should still be seeing weight cutting issues not to that degree that was brutal to watch Heidi Fang from the Las Vegas Review Journal a really good friend of mine she put up the video I got shivers about it and that was two and a half days ago Nevada's turning down boxing fights. But Nevada's going to stay. Nevada's going to allow that. Uh, I don't know about that one. That should have been. The UFC should have used some common sense here. You, you didn't really have another main event. You really didn't have a main event to begin with. That I'm sorry. It, the card was good. I, I don't want to take it on the way. We saw a lot of finishes. And I know everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know, that's what they say. The UFC, you know, you know, cards that don't look good, they always deliver. They had 200,000 Google searches. For a fight night, now, nah, that's pretty good. The UFC's on a little bit of a good runner, and I want to see the ratings. I'm not, Dana White's going, I'll call him Bob Aram, the D word, and getting all vulgar, and which, well, I'll get into that in a minute. But the card was good. We've seen a lot of finishes. Um... Carvalho, I don't 
successful debut, six and one now in UFC. She needed to go up to one twenty five. I thought that was just big for her career, just because she was missing weight, not looking good at at one fifteen. Half the battle was cutting weight, but now she's in a good spot to where she's at one twenty five. I don't think she should get a title shot at Valentina Shevchenko. No, let's not uh, get too far ahead of ourselves here, but. But I think Carvalho's on a good way. Caitlin Chikagian, I think that's a good fight. That's the fight I would go. Put the contenders in there and let's see. Chikagian just lost for, lost the title fight. She just fought a couple weeks. She fought last week. Good performance. Good win to get back on track against uh, Valentina Shevchenko's sister, who was named, I forget, off the top of my head, and I apologize. But a good performance from her. Six and one UFC, which is no joke. Um, I just don't think she should be. I think she's two fights away. You take that fight, or you she faces the winner of, ne- of this coming Saturday's fight between Roxanne Modafferi and Lauren Murphy. You go with the, the winner of that fight against Carvalho. That kind of works out. The winner gets a title shot. I would be cool with that. Not at all. I would be down for that cause. And that will be it for today. Short for sure podcast. A little bit over an hour. But no, I want to thank you everyone for that came in, everyone that watched. You can find this podcast. You can rewatch the whole entire hour right here on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash the walkway to fight club. Or just go on Facebook and just if you're on your phone, just to search the walkway to fight club. Bing bang boom. There you go. It's right there for you. Like the page. Also subscribe to the page. <clears throat> Not subscribe. Like the post. Like the page and follow the page as well. We're gonna be doing. So I'm gonna be busting out some more archive stuff this week. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna line up an interview this week for the UFC and get get a pulse of what's going on over there right now. So I'll, we'll have that up this week. Dare, me and Daryl will be back on uh, Monday on tomorrow. On Monday we'll be talking raw. He wants to get into. You know he's got a, some fine words for Bruce Pritchard. So we'll get into that with Daryl. Um, yeah, find find this page if you're watching on YouTube. You can also just subscribe to the YouTube page, like the post, like the like the like the video, subscribe to the video. Make sure you guys do that. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Thank you guys so much. And then also find us on Twitter at find the podcast at Walkway Fight. And also you can find us on find the podcast on Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club, all lowercase letters. People have been asking. Here's my White Sox stuff here. And see right behind me there. That's pretty cool. Look at that. Yeah, boy. People want to see my White Sox stuff. I don't know why my Manny Pacquiao glove above my right shoulder there. So thank you. No, but I want to thank everyone so much for watching. We've been going in and out here a lot. Of pretty cool. Some good comments, some good questions. So thank you guys for pumping in those questions, pumping in the comments. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow night right after Monday Night Raw. So right around 11.15 Eastern, 10.15 Central, and 8.15 Pacific. You can find me on Twitter at smuelhausen, JR. Get me some Twitter followers. want to thank everybody so much. I am Stephen Mielhausen, formerly of The Zone and Sporting News, and I will catch you guys tomorrow night.